Are you the CEO in your relationship? Now, at first, you might think, well, well, of course not. But then you might stop and say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, today we're going to look at what that means, and we're going to give you a chance to answer for yourself, am I the CEO of my relationships? Welcome to the Quick Counsel Podcast, where we will give you a simple and practical understanding of counseling issues and how they might apply to your life. Here's your host, Pastoral Counselor Brett Legg. Every company has a CEO or a chief executive officer. This person is the highest ranking person in the company and the one ultimately responsible for making managerial decisions. By this definition, you might say, well, relationships don't have CEOs. They're not a business or a corporation, and you would be right. But many relationships have what I call a CEO. I call them chief ego officers, and they function much the same as a CEO of a company. They carry a lot of weight in the relationship when it comes to direction and decision-making. How can you tell if you're a CEO in the relationship? Well, you can start by asking yourself the following questions and try to be really honest with yourself when you do. Do you tend to make most of the decisions? Do you get upset when the other person makes a decision without checking with you first? Do you often explain to the other person why your idea is better? Do you have trouble listening to and considering their opinions and their approaches? Do you get frustrated or angry when they don't take your advice or do the things as you wanted them to do? Do you look down on the other person for thinking or believing the way they do? Do you see their differences of opinion as a threat to you or the relationship? Now, you may believe this list better fits your spouse than you, but the more you answer yes to these questions, the more likely you are to be the chief ego officer of the relationship. Now, what are the effects of a CEO in a relationship? Though a company benefits from a strong CEO, a relationship suffers with a strong CEO. When a relationship has a strong ego officer, two things typically happen. First, the relationship becomes oppressive. Whether it's implied or stated outright, the CEO of the relationship has a my way or the highway approach to relationships. The other person's thoughts, opinions, and approaches, they're ignored, they're dismissed, they're not even considered. And the CEO increasingly stifles the other person, not allowing them to be themselves. This is a slow poison that will slowly kill the love, affection, and attraction in the relationship. And the longer it continues, the harder it becomes to recover the relationship. Then, the second effect a chief ego officer or a CEO has on a relationship is that the relationship becomes abusive. Many CEO relationships stay stuck in the oppressive stage, but there are some relationships that will progress on to the abusive stage. When the chief ego officer experiences disagreement or pushback from the other person, they will begin to push back themselves. At first, the CEO will try to convince or conjole the other person to see things from their point of view. If that doesn't work, the CEO's approach will become more pointed and more frustrated. And if that doesn't work, their anger will come out and they will become more emotionally abusive and possibly physically abusive. So what should you do if you find yourself in a CEO relationship? Well, let's start with what you need to do. 
If you're the CEO in the relationship, then you need to take the following steps. First, humble yourself. Apologize for being so dominant and so inconsiderate. Now, this is hard, especially for a CEO, but you need to start here. And your apology must be sincere, not just a way to get the heat off of you so you can get the other person softened up and back where you want them. If you're not really repentant or your behavior has not really changed, then the relationship can't change. Two, invite and listen to the other person's opinions. This is not just something to check off the list so you can then get on to how you want to see things done. Take your time and honestly listen to them. To paraphrase Stephen Covey, seek first to understand them before you try to get them to understand you. Hear their thoughts, hear their heart, hear their desire. Third, look for reasons to defer to the other person. This is hard for the chief ego officer in the relationship because CEOs usually focus on why the other person should defer to them. But try hard to defer to the other person whenever possible. I know as the CEO, chances are you feel that your way is better, but don't push for your way and don't push your way through. Share it with the other person and make sure you both agree that your way is a better way before you implement it. And fourth, make the above a way of life. If you just do these things to get back on the other person's good side, then you will not really have changed. You're just manipulating the situation to get back in the other person's good graces. These changes need to be a way of life for you, even if the relationship fails. Now, if it's the other person in the relationship and not you who's the CEO, then your options are much more limited. You can, one, continue as is. Some people decide that they will just go on tolerating the CEO's behavior. Perhaps they don't want to rock the boat out of fear of the CEO's response or concern for others in the family or their own insecurities. And though it's a valid option, it rarely improves over time. Second option would be to begin to push back against the CEO's behavior. This could move from standing up for yourself and your opinions to not being easily coerced to insisting on counseling to threatening to leave the relationship. Now, chances are the CEO will not react favorably to this change, and they will do whatever they can to get things back to quote-unquote normal. If they feel they've got no other option, the CEO may seem to concede, but usually it doesn't last. A third option is leave the relationship. If all else fails, you may decide you can no longer tolerate the relationship and make plans to leave. The CEO may have a variety of responses to your decision to leave. They may act shocked as if they didn't know anything was wrong, or they may try to convince you that things are not as bad as you say they are. And the CEO may get angry and blame you for all the problems. And if all else fails, they may concede and offer to make changes, but oftentimes their changes are only an attempt to get you back into the fold. Now, a final thought on CEOs in a relationship. Can CEOs in a relationship really change? And the answer is yes, they really can change. But the ego of the chief ego officer will not change quickly or easily. It will take work and practice to learn to exchange the ego for humility. But it can be done. 
So if you're the chief ego officer in a relationship, honestly and humbly enlist the aids of close friends, accountability partners, a pastor, or even a counselor. Do whatever it takes to resign as CEO of your relationships. You and they will be all the better for it. Once again, thanks for joining us on Quick Counsel today. I'm really grateful that you've chosen to listen in, and I hope you'll share this with someone else. You can always find more from me at brettleg.com. That's one T and two G's, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now, as you go into your week, be mindful of your relationships and join us again for the next Quick Counsel. Thanks for joining us today for Quick Counsel. This podcast is meant to give you a simple understanding of counseling issues and is in no way intended as a substitute for professional counseling or therapy. If you feel you need further help, please contact a local counselor, therapist, or physician. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will join us for the next episode of Quick Counsel.